Today I'd like to talk about life. For the mere reason that one cannot live an orderly life without understanding it. Such an understanding changes one's life to the core. Then can one truly live. And as far as one can see, we live in complete disorder. In my opinion, the best way to approach this topic is to look at the now. Always look at the now. I wonder if we actually ever have time to just look. Not look with your eyes, but to look with everything you have, with all your senses at once. That's a terribly difficult thing to do. Isn't it strange that this thing we've called life is actually happening? The fact that you, as a person, are actually living is one of the greatest mysteries ever, if not the greatest mystery. Please, it is important to know that the world is not the actual thing. I repeat, the world is not the thing. What do I mean by that? Suppose I say door. The word door is not the door. To know what the door actually is, you'd have to see it, touch it, feel it, hear it bang, feel the wind it lets through when opened, and so on. So when I say life, what I actually mean is all the complexity of that which we've decided to call life. This is very important. You have to get it from the go. Otherwise, you will live in a world of images. You will never see the actual thing. It seems to me that the longer we live, the further a society evolves, the less sensitive we become. We end up taking for granted what is actually happening. We are so caught up in our daily routines, problems and ideas that we completely lose contact with nature and all its beauty. When most of us hear nature, we automatically see trees, animals, clouds, mountains and so on. It is something separate from us. There's us and there's nature. Obviously, that is absurd. You are nature. Can you see the danger and limitations of words? So again, the world is not the thing. Please see what your mind is doing. You live in a world of images. In today's world, Everything happens so fast that we've conditioned our minds to a very limited area. A mind that is so capable, a mind that has no limits whatsoever, has been reduced to a pretty little thing. If one is to be honest, we have become mechanical. You wake up, you do this, you do that, you sleep, you repeat. We feel more comfortable with our own creation. We can easily spend a day in front of a screen. 
You take away that screen and all the distractions, we somehow feel terrified, you know, lost, not alive. Why? By the time our kids reach three years old, they are so destroyed, both psychologically and physically, that there's no chance of them ever keeping that natural sense of wonder, that sense that humans are born with. I don't think we realize the danger of such a society. In fact, I doubt we are even aware what we are doing to ourselves. Some might see it, some might superficially try to fix it, but deep down, we don't want to. Or at the very least, we can't when we want to. Why? Please, I am not judging you. I'm not here to tell you how to live. That would be too violent. <laughs> And I'm not a violent man. I'm just pointing out facts. Pointing out what is actually happening. The horrors of our human race. Despite all of this, one cannot help but bow down to the immensity of life. It just so happens that whenever one is in that state of wonder, one starts to inquire into life much more deeply. Think of me as a friend. A friend who's just picked up a strange shining object and wishes to show it to you. I have not named the object, nor will I ever give it a name. Just look at it, hold it, feel it. You might just be surprised and find out that your life's purpose is where you are right now, doing what you are doing right now. Just be curious once more. So, how does life come to be? How do we tackle such a tremendous question? The first thing is to be completely honest. In all honesty, you do not know. All you know is what you've been told. Either you're religious and believe in resurrection, reincarnation, life after death, and so on. Or perhaps you're scientific-minded and believe all this is a result of a huge big bang atoms, attraction, energy, and whatever. Still, this is what you've been told. Why should you believe any of that? On what grounds do you decide to trust someone so completely that you live your whole life based on his or her convictions? Isn't that a bit naive? be irresponsible yet that's what we do or rather should I say that's what society conditions us to do but are you different from society what is a society well society is made up of people like you and me we establish rules and regulations values and traditions in order to better interact with each other. We make society. You are society. You make up society. So why should you believe what someone else says 
or what the society says. Are they not faced with the same problems and questions as you are? Are they not as clueless as you are? Well, when you go to the hospital, to school or workplace, you'll find a specialist whose job is to serve you and help you. In such a case, it will be stupid not to follow their opinions, their expertise to some extent. In that field, it is perfectly rational to give them authority. But when it comes to deep psychological questions, asking for a guide is the most unintelligent thing to do. If I'm jealous, for example, if I'm jealous, do I need to ask someone whether or not I'm jealous? I know I'm jealous. I can feel it in my gut, so to speak. Similarly, when I'm hungry, do I need to get approval from someone to know that I'm indeed hungry? So the second thing to have in mind is not to rely on anyone for anything at all, psychologically speaking. We said the first thing is not to confuse the word with the actual thing. The word door is not the door. The word God is not God. The word death is not death. The word fear is not fear. Same thing, the word pleasure is not pleasure. Secondly, we said not to have nor seek any authority whatsoever. Starting with myself, the person who's speaking right now but also yourself, the listener. The moment you say, I know, that's the end of it. You can never move from there because you assume to know. And that is the worst authority of all. In order for you to learn how to work, for example, you had to learn. You didn't say, well, I know how to walk. I walk. Otherwise, we're going to be born walking. You had to be in a state of complete ignorance, therefore free to observe, to look with a sense of, uh, I really don't know. That's the kind of state you need to be in right now and from now on. It is only such a humble mind that can break the various limitations imposed on it. A mind that can really understand. If not, you will be stuck in a world of illusions. An illusion, however convincing, it is still an illusion. And your illusions will be the source of your fears, suffering, and conflict, and vice versa. You suffer because you lack understanding. So be honest. Be humble. You really don't know how all this came to be. When you're in such a state, you might feel a bit disoriented, isn't it? You might say to yourself, well, if I can't ask someone, if I can't ask myself, 
How am I to know then? If that's what you're asking, then you're still stuck in your old ways. The question shouldn't be how am I to know, but rather why am I to know in the first place? Why should I know? It may be because I just heard someone talking on a podcast. It seems to be fairly rational, serious, interesting, and therefore my mind says, yes, yes, I want to know. But in such a case, you still don't want to know. You're conforming, and you've made the speaker an authority. You see how cunning the mind is. Please pay attention. Therefore, you need to understand yourself. You need to know yourself first before you can possibly begin to look into the immeasurable. The immeasurable, the truth, God, creation, or whatever you want to call it, is there. Whether you like it or not, it will be there. It has been there and will be there. So let's leave it alone for a while. Let's come back closer to home. Who are you actually? What are you? You need to understand that first before you can move from there. And you need to understand that not based on a psychologist, a biologist, a priest, a colleague, or whoever claims to know. What are you? Remember, you have eliminated all guides, teachers, all previous knowledge. All those are authorities. You have put all those aside. But how can you be certain that you have eliminated all authorities? It could be an illusion. You might, you might just convince yourself that you've done so, but you haven't done it. Well, to do that, it's simple really. You've seen the danger and irrationality in having them. Seeing that is all you need to eliminate authorities. Understanding that is all you have to do. Understanding the danger of relying on someone's say, for example, is all you need to avoid following someone. There's no method to it. It comes naturally with understanding. So when you have no more authorities, what happens? Well, it turns out that that is just what you need to know yourself. You need to be alone to know yourself. When I say be alone, I don't mean isolated but alone psychologically, not allowing any past experience, idea, concept, or belief influence your learning, your observation. Can you do it? If you would allow me to speak for myself, I say yes, it is possible. I have done it. I am doing it right now. So in the next episode, I would like us to dive into the self and find out what exactly is the self.
what you are. Quite a fascinating topic it is. <laughs>